Hi, this is Adam Rowe, a global Methodist pastor welcoming you to Whole in Christ. Here we delve into the life-changing essence of God's love, exploring its role in perfecting us and transforming our everyday lives. As we journey together, let's unravel spiritual truths, cultivate personal growth, and discover how we can become whole in Christ. Ready for a transformative experience? Let's get started. Friends, be sure to join us on a transformative 16-session journey through the Book of Romans. Beginning August 10th and concluding on the 25th, each day we'll unpack a chapter, unearthing profound wisdom from Paul's timeless teachings. From the power of the gospel to the essence of truth faith, our expedition covers it all. Don't forget to follow us so you won't miss a single episode. Prepare to nurture your growth, renew your spirit, and deepen your understanding. Welcome back. Today's topic reaches into the depths of our spiritual journey, into the heart of the struggles that we, as those who are seeking to live according to the teachings of the Bible, often find ourselves in. This struggle is not just limited to those of us who've been called to the vocation of pastoring, though it certainly does include us. It's a shared journey. It's one that anyone seeking to align their life with the teachings of the Bible can resonate with. We're going to explore the challenge of communicating the word of God faithfully, even when we as individuals are grappling with its ideals and teachings in our personal lives. I think every single Christian who has ever lived at some point feels the weight of the hypocrisy when they teach something that they are not perfectly embodying themselves. That's what we want to look at today, and that's how we want to understand, uh, move forward and understand as we go into today's lesson. So where do we start? Perhaps with a truth that's as grounding as it is liberating. Scripture does not merely belong to us. The Bible was not written by Adam Rowe for Adam Rowe with Adam Rowe's ideas, standards, and morals. The Bible is God's message to all of his people the ecclesia, the people who are embodying and pursuing the holiness of God. And this truth reverberates through the passage of 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. When we recognize the divine origin of scripture, when we acknowledge that these words we read and share have been breathed into life by God himself, it compels us to preach its contents in full, no matter what. And yes, even when these teachings challenge us on a personal level, even when we struggle with the weight of its words in our own lives, maybe even especially, because if we're struggling, that means we have to go into the text, whether we're presenting the passage to a friend, whether we're preaching it on a Sunday morning, it means we have to go into that text and wrestle with it in our lives and make sense of it in the context of our own challenges and struggles. This is where we find the intersection of our journey with that of our congregation, if we're pastors. Our struggles with the lofty ideals of scripture don't isolate us from the congregation. I think this is an important point. When we go and we preach the word of the God, the word of God to the congregation, we're not sages on a stage with our titles and our reverends and our all this other stuff. In a sense, none of that really matters. We are not the subject matter experts in the ways that it most profoundly matters. What we are, what we are, is called skilled and gifted 
and delivering to the congregation the word that God has given them in Holy Scripture. It does not mean that we will understand how to live it better than the people in the congregation, but it does mean we should at least, at the very least, be committed to living it in our lives. And so, yes, even when these these teachings challenge us, and they will, we have to bring the word to the congregation in fullness and truth. Otherwise, they can't grow, and certainly we can't grow either if we're not wrestling with it. This shared journey with the congregation, and that's really what I was trying to drive at originally, this is a shared journey with the congregation. Yes, we're speaking the words as pastors, but they're receiving the words, and we are together as pastors and as the congregation striving to reflect those values more and more, and it is a shared journey. I like what Charles Spurgeon had to say about people who share together in this journey and about the way that scripture has to transform us. He said that a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. Now, this statement sounds quite simple, but it holds a universal truth in it. When we wrestle with scripture, the mental and spiritual tussle that we experience as we strive to understand and to live by the words, this it, this often kindles spiritual growth in and of itself. Our falling apart, our struggles, they are the stepping stones to becoming stronger and more resilient as we have the light of Scripture shine in on our sin and then encourage us toward holiness. It, it forces us to humble ourselves and then to come back to God maybe a thousand times, like Jesus said, not 70 times, but 70 times seven. As we do that, we're growing. And as the congregation is doing that, it's growing as well. I'm often reminded, uh, you know, thinking about the words of Spurgeon and from that enduring wisdom, transitioning kind of to another stalwart of faith, uh, the person who started my line of Christianity, so to speak, John Wesley. His journey offers us a bit of a, a glimpse as to what it looks like for us to overcome the struggles of preaching and sharing text and, and inviting people into the life of faith. And a journey entry he recounts a moment of self-doubt where he wrote, Immediately it struck into my mind, leave off preaching. How can you preach to others who have not faith yourself? I asked Bowler, he's referring to Peter Bowler. I asked Bowler whether he thought I should leave it off or not, and he answered, by no means. And I asked, but how can I preach? He said, preach faith till you have it, and then because you have it, you will preach faith. The lesson in that is pretty clear, isn't it? We have to persist in the preaching. We have to persist in speaking the truth to friends and to family, not despite our struggles, but through our struggles until our lives begin to echo the standard set by God. And then when our lives do reflect that standard and our lives do echo, we'll just speak from a wellspring of truth that simply exists there. And so here we're invited to embrace the transformative power of struggle, to recognize it as a catalyst for personal growth and a deeper understanding of God's word, my friends. The journey is fraught with self-doubt, with introspection, but it's a necessary path for all those who preach and strive to live by faith. It is in many ways a journey of growing into the fullness 
of our calling. But the journey is not one we undertake alone. Self-will will get you nowhere. <laughs> we cannot will ourselves to holiness. We're reminded in Ephesians 6.18 to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. This call to prayer invites us to turn to God in times of personal challenge to seek his guidance, to open our hearts to the transform transformational power of his wisdom. And it's in those moments of prayer, of introspection and surrender that we find sometimes unexpected clarity and strength. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about my own personal journey that has recently led me down a path of self-discovery and has in many, many ways been illuminated by the wisdom and the clarity of the Holy Spirit. I noticed a pattern when I was praying one day about a particular issue I struggle with. I noticed a pattern that late in the day, when I'm tired, my ability to respond positively to my wife or anybody else, it, it gets severely challenged and it starts to dwindle. And sometimes it comes out in not very good ways, if you know what I mean. I also noticed that with a good night's sleep, those same challenges usually, I won't say always, but usually seem less formidable. A simple insight, but it was an insight that I gained when I was studying a passage on anger and then went to the Holy Spirit in prayer. Small insight that the Holy Spirit gave me, but it was one that has had a profound impact on how I navigate my day-to-day -day challenges. Still not perfect, but I'm getting a lot better. And it's way easier for me at the end of the day to realize, you know what? Uh, I might be feeling a little agitated right now because I need to get some sleep. Maybe I don't need to be dealing with anything where I'm trying to save the world right now. Since then, further exploration has led me to the work of neuroscientist Andrew Huberman. Some of you might be familiar with his podcast, The Huberman Podcast. Fantastic show. One of his exercises, actually, I was a guest on his show, transformed the way I interacted with um, self-criticism as I dealt with those points of frustration. The, the guest advised that when you catch yourself being overly critical, particularly toward yourself, record those words. And then imagine saying them to someone that you deeply love and care about. That's when I realized that when I was getting frustrated with other people, a lot of times it was because I was getting frustrated with what I thought they were saying about me. And if I stopped and thought about what I thought they were saying about me, I realized there were certain things I thought about me that I was saying in the background of my mind they were a little overly harsh. And when you feel bad about yourself and then someone else is maybe saying something you don't want to hear, what's the easiest thing to do? To lash out in not such a good way. And so in the Huberman podcast, what I learned to do was pay attention to the things that I'm saying in my mind and then ask myself, would I say that to a friend? Would I say that to my kids? Would I say that to Jerry Ann? Would I say that to the people in my life that I love? And if the answer to that is no, then guess what? I shouldn't be saying it to myself either because 
just as they have value, I have value. And I need to be able to speak that value into my life rather than just running myself down all the time. This brings me to another powerful observation that I received from an unlikely source. I wasn't expecting to get this from him, but Jordan Peterson, who faces a lot of scrutiny in the media, some of you listening might think that it's well-deserved. But uh, he, he said something that had a lot of truth to it. He was referencing how we have the option in life to either tell the truth uh, and be uncomfortable or to lie and be uncomfortable. We're going to be uncomfortable one of two ways. Either way, we're going to have a point of discomfort. But at least if we're telling the truth, the thing that we're going to be uncomfortable with is truthful. Whereas if we're telling something that is not truthful, the thing we're going to be uncomfortable with is not only the thing that we're saying, potentially, but also the reality that we're not being entirely honest. And so his recommendation was just tell the truth. Just just be honest. And that has had a tr just a, a profound impact on the way I see my life in ministry. You know, I can tell people what I think they want to hear, and, and I might even be wrong about that, right? I can just tell them the truth. And look, if what I believe I'm telling them is true, and if I truly, deep in my bones, believe that I'm being honest about the Word of God, and they disagree with me, well, it's okay even if they're really forceful in their disagreement. It's okay, because I'd rather be faced with difficulty when I believe I'm telling the truth than to be faced with difficulty when I believe that I'm not telling the full truth. So I don't know if any of this resonates with you. I, I hope the points don't seem disconnected because they're not disconnected in my mind. In my mind, it's really what we're talking about here is doubt and the challenges we sometimes face when we're sharing the gospel with people. Sometimes the challenge is the inner voice in your head that tells you, you know what, you don't deserve to be doing this. Who are you? Sometimes the doubt is, I don't know how this person's going to respond to it if I tell them what I really believe. There are so many different ways that we can doubt and so many challenges we can face. But here's what I want you to hear. First, there are going to be three things here. First, recognize that discomfort is not a foe. It's a signal of growth. And you press through the discomfort with the grace of God as you go to him in prayer. Choose the path of truth and authenticity, even if it means wrestling with self-doubt and criticism. Second, subject your self-critical dialogue to the loved one test. If you wouldn't say it to someone you love, you shouldn't say it to yourself. And if you don't say it to yourself, guess what? You're less likely to say it to someone that you love. And then lastly, when faced with attempts to silence your voice or to diminish what you believe is the truth, stand firm. Respond with respect. Keep your words measured and respectful but refuse to shut your mouth, no matter how forceful and ugly the other person or people can be. So as we conclude, remember that we are all on this journey together. We're each grappling with personal challenges and wrestling with scripture. Scripture is not ours, friends. It's God's message to his people. So if we're pastors, we have a call to speak that message to people with clarity and with fullness, but it's all of our duty 
to keep speaking the word of God truthfully, to keep striving, to keep growing, to invite God into our personal battles and to seek his wisdom in transforming our lives. And so let's keep walking this path together, friends. Let's keep engaging in an ongoing dialogue with God, with our communities, and most importantly, with ourselves. Thanks for joining us today. Let's continue this journey of understanding, growth, and transformation together. As always, may God's grace and peace be with you. Thanks for joining us today. We deeply value your support, and we're always eager to hear your thoughts. Please feel free to leave a comment about today's episode, and if you have any prayer requests, we'd be honored to bring those before God with you. Remember, if you're finding value in our conversations, we'd appreciate it if you could rate us and subscribe to stay updated on all our upcoming episodes. Thank you for being part of our community, and may you be richly blessed in your journey with Christ.